When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Morning, Key. Morning. Harry. Good morning. Good morning. What's happening, fellas? Key, how's Chi-Town, my man? Yeah, how's it going out there? It's cool. It was good. The weather was nice. It was a little, little nippy when we got by the stadium, but for the most part, it's been good. It was, it was, it was, it's been all right. The cool. two days that I've been here so far. You got to take in an all-time classic. Oh, boy, that was an ugly game, huh? What a hell of a game. Yeah, it's the first time I've ever been in a new stadium, and it's been there 20 years, but the first time I've ever been there. So it's new uh, to you. I thought the stadium was was cool, though, actually, to be honest with you. It looks, it has a very uh, unique architectural kind of feel. I'm sure you played in in that stadium, Harry, the new stadium. Um, But it's just interesting to be able to see how they feel fit the new stadium inside the old stadium, you know, because I guess it's a, it was around 100 years, the old stadium, yeah. so it's a historical monument. And it was interesting to learn sitting in the box with some of the Chicago Bear people, um, you know, and some of the ESPN people to learn about the, the, the stadium and learn about where they may go and all why and all the different mm. stuff, have the real deep political uh corporate conversations and I had to put on my corporate voice, you know, and be... Let me hear the corporate voice. Uh, yes, that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the laugh. <laughs> you know, it's, oh, man. So you guys are going to uh, out to the suburbs and acquiring some land, I see. You know, I had to hold. <laughs> you know, you just not, you know, you not. Oh, yeah. how do you do small talk? You know, so you know the only brutal. thing I, 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 I never liked about It was about fine, that man. It was like the grass. Uh-huh. Like you couldn't wear like your molded cleats. You had to wear like the screw ins. Oh, so, I hated see, that I when always that happened. Wore, but I always wore seven studs though. Oh, I didn't know that, part. Key. Yeah, I always seven studs. I, I speed TDs is too was too. Oh, this for fast guys. My bad, Key. No, no, no. But see, <laughs> it had nothing to do with being fast. That's that's psychological <laughs> in your mind. You know. That's psychological in your mind. You you should be able, I should be able to play with tennis shoes on, like I did at times on turf. I play with tennis shoes sometimes on field turf. It just depends on what surface you have. You little smart ass. You know you know the dude who invented tennis shoes played on key seven on seven team, Harry. I don't know if you were aware of that. Hey, listen, guys, that was you know what's crazy about last night, as ugly as it was and everything, you realize that in the end, end of the day, Justin Fields. Two times. You could talk about the fact that they were inside the five and came away with zero points three times. Three times the game is unacceptable and they got to get better. Blah, 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 blah. Twice at the end of the game, with the game on the line, a touchdown wins it. Justin Fields put the ball in the receiver's hands. Two times. One of them holds on to it. One of those catches is held on to, and you get your feet in. Not, they weren't the easiest plays in the world, but they are makeable but plays. you got to make them. And we're talking today about the fact. What makes, you think, what makes you think they weren't easy, Max? 
Oh, listen, if to, let me tell you what it looks like to me. If you're by the, <laughs> hey, look at Keith taking what shots makes, early this morning. If you're, if you're I by, just wanna know, I just want to know if, what makes Max. If think the they space were not in the end zone is running out and you got a defender on you, to me that is hard. Right? It's happening. In, in fast. other words, it's hard. he's trying to say, Max, if give the, me a time where you experienced that catch. Well, I didn't say. <laughs> I didn't say it no, was no, easy. Say, I said it didn't no, he look didn't say easy. It was easy. No, I did it look said, easy to you? Think it wasn't. Man, those that, it, anytime it's in your catch radius and you put your hand, you're on responsible it, for it. You gotta catch yep. it. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Not just in your catch radius, but literally hit them in both hands. Right? It was in their hands. But the point is, if if either catch is held on to, guys, you know what we're talking about this morning? Not any of the ugliness. We're talking about somehow, some way, Justin Fields has brought this team to three and three to a five hundred record after yep. six weeks, week six in the NFL yeah. with. Yeah. A nothing team, he brought them to six and six. Yeah. That's what the story would be today, guys. Be, being there and watching it, you get a different view. And, and I always go to the what ifs, this could have happened, but it didn't, okay, da da da. Justin Fields at the end of the game put the ball on the ground and became a running back. Now, I could always look at it at the game and say, if he'd have put the foot back in at the end, put his left foot in the ground and retraced to the right, he could have mm-hmm. walked into the end zone. But it's, but I'm looking at it. Or if I'd have said if he'd have lowered his shoulder, he probably could have got into the end zone. He was out there at the five yard line. The play selection, in my opinion, in the last drive at the end of the game, was one of the worst play selections that you could have in that situation. Um, it, 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 you know, the, the, whoever's calling the plays and whoever's making those decisions, in my opinion, didn't put him in the best. What was so bad about them, Key? Well, first of all, you didn't run the ball at all. Yeah, you threw it four straight times. That's to start with. Okay, not only that, you give no back shoulder fades. You didn't give no quick game. The the flat pass, the Mooney. That's a hard throw. That throw is hard because it has to be the trajectory on it has to be such that you putting it out in front of him and not slightly behind him, making him turn around. It's a hard throw for whoever the quarterback is in that situation. So, look, it, it hit his hands. He bobbled it twice. Therefore, it didn't land into the end zone. It allowed the defensive back to – once he bobbled, it allowed the defensive back to close on it, and then it fell out and he hit the ground. But I think when you look at it, that just goes to show you First down, I'm throwing a fade to Equinemius St. Brown, okay? And he's got to go up and get it. But clearly, he's not the guy that they felt could do it. They don't have that guy on the roster. So when you're looking at the roster and you're looking at some of the players, you're like, well, okay, I see why they're not doing it. They don't have anything. They got one guy in Mooney, and he's a 2B guy at the position. He's not a 2A. He's not a 1. He's a 2B. So essentially, he's your third guy that needs to get bumped to a 2 if something happens to your 2 he can never be your true one. Well, Key, I'll say this, and we, we can point to all the plays at the end of the game in that series, but to me, it's, it's what happens throughout the game. Where you go 0 for 3 in a red zone, and you don't even get nine points at worst for those three trips. You get zero yeah. points in the red zone, and you had the ball three separate times at the five-yard line and in, in the tight red zone to go in and score. That, that's the, the, the deflating part about it all. And then you had a a rookie receiver who muffed a punt, punt and gave the Washington Commanders an opportunity to go down and score a touchdown. You look at all these things. You look at the sacks that they gave up. 
Uh, and I will say, one of those times that they did have a ball in the tight red zone, Justin Fields missed a throw to a wide-open guy. Mm-hmm. He can't miss that. Throw. He has no margin for error. That, that's the problem. He's a rookie with which, zero which margin for error, about, Harry? given what they have. You're talking, the you talking about the one to the tight end? Yeah. Yeah, you got you to you you, make that you, one. See, you seeing it on television, I'm seeing it live, right? Mm-hmm. The tight end was running like he had gravy boots on. He act like he didn't know how to get to the – you know what you're supposed to do, Harry? Drop your head. <laughs> you understand flight of the ball. Indeed. Dig. Mom, yep. it, flight. Dig. Go. He did not – he running like he uh, – I was like, <laughs> he ain't going to never get to the football. <laughs> I sat there and told Shannon and, them, uh, and, and my man, I'm like, he ain't going to never catch that. Look how he running. He looking, he's running scared. He's all tight running. and Like, drop your head, man. Dig into the football. Dig into the football, drop your head, dig into the football, pump your – look at it. Show, look at the shoulders. The yeah, shoulders 100% are turned right. back. Your shoulders cannot be turned back at the quarterback. You're never going to – your momentum is going to slow down. That's all I'm saying. I mean, that's, that's it's, Harry, it's like you play baseball, like the ball's hit over your head in center field. You, you turn around, drop your head, take three steps, then look over your shoulder, right? Like there's – Well, it, it's just, just like on post go, routes. Hey, like Harry, if, you, if you run a post you, in, Harry, in the field – you post a you post a dig for about five to eight yards, and then look up. Don't look back at the quarterback because he don't have it. You got to look you, up in the sky, know, track it, and find it. You know, Harry, but he is a tight end now. It's a tight end. I, I get that. Yeah, I understand that, but I'm not watching Travis Kelsey do that. He's a tight end. I'm not watching George Kittle do that. He's a tight end. All right, here's look who he did, look who you named. It. Look who he named. Here's it. the but bottom that, line. My whole point of naming that though is that's what he's working with. He's yeah. not working with much. Oh, yeah. Here's the he bottom a, line. He had a deficiency, trust me, because he don't have the players. Justin Fields very nearly led a team with nothing on it to 3-3 three and three after six weeks, but they're 2-4. and four. And the reason for that, you can talk about muffed punt, guys dropping balls. You know what Carson Wentz didn't do last night? Oh, my God. We're going to get on him. But he didn't turn it over. <laughs> How many times we talk about off. that? He yeah. didn't turn it over, and, and they won the game. He's now 7-0 and oh on Thursday nights, Carson Wentz. Don't make me throw up. Be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation's presented by Dr. Pepper and college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So, guys, is the AFC a two-team race between Buffalo and Kansas City? Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap live radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, 
happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. So, Key, last time, Harry was in for you, I'm pretty sure, and there was the elevators broken in the hotel or something, and he wound up climbing 20 flights of stairs, 20 flights of stairs in the hotel. And now what happened this time, Harry? It's like the first quarter of the game. I ordered some Uber Eats, some Wingstop. <laughs> I go downstairs. I say, you know, let me hurry up and go downstairs because the guy almost here and get my food. I get on the elevator. They can't come up to you. Yeah, because right? you need a key to get up to the room. Right. I get on the Ooh, elevator. Fancy. And it starts making this weird noise. So I look at the numbers and all the numbers start flashing. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, hell no. What time is it at this This point? is like 9 p.m. 9.02 to be exact. to the room, put the game so on. So I'm yeah. trying to hit the button so I can get out. Yeah. And it's closed, but it's a little small portion of it that's open. And so I'm starting to – I go to ringing the bell. I'm trying to call downstairs. Nobody is answering. But I got – I can text on my phone and tweet, but I can't call anybody. So I text my wife, hey, call the, call the front desk, tell them I'm stuck. So I'm screaming, help, help. I'm yelling, help. So finally somebody came out their room, and I was like, listen, go downstairs and tell them I'm stuck on the elevator. I was stuck on the elevator for about 22, 23 minutes. It was hot as hell. I had to lay down just to keep myself calm, but I'm glad I didn't panic, and I'm glad I wasn't, wasn't on the elevator with anyone else because they would have annoyed me. Mm. That, that's Were you scared? I'm not going to lie, though. It, it's the unknown of being on the 20th floor. But at least you were on a floor. You weren't stuck between floors, right? Because yeah, that could but happen, that's, too. But that's, that's what I was worried about. The elevator just, you know, Plunging. just going down. Yeah. I'm pretty high up. <laughs> yeah, because when you're a kid, you think, even if it goes down, I'll jump up at the last second. That's not going to work. No. <laughs> that's not hey, going to work. Hey, even though I, I still you. think somehow it will. Yeah. Some of the weirdest things could happen. I could what up you on that one. I was stuck in the elevator for three, wait, three, about three and a half, four hours before. So I, my condo in L.A. years ago, it was a new building, brand new building, built it, the whole deal. Get on the elevator, stuck on the elevator. So the, the, the company that built the elevator was down in Orange County. So they're the only people that could come and do what they need to do. So clearly it was doing rush hour traffic, the whole deal. I had to sit there, man. I don't know where we were. I don't know if I was stuck in between. I don't know what floor I was on. And I had to sit there on the floor for four, about four hours waiting on the damn people to come and let me out. But nothing I could do. Key, I was screaming. <laughs> Hell! To, to the point I that just, somebody came out there room. Why the front desk? Because it, I, I did. I hit the call button on the no, elevator. Saying, on your phone. It wouldn't let me dial out. Oh. It only let me text and, and, and I could tweet. <laughs> so I was texting and tweeting, mm. but then I didn't want nobody to know where I was staying. So I was just like, baby, call the front desk and tell them I get, they got to come get me. 
You watch. You've been watching too much Die Hard. We're back in ten seconds. Elevators fall from your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio or watch on ESPN Two. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live weekday morning starting at six Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Two. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Click on the app, lower right-hand corner, click on more. Scroll down to listen live, and you can hear Harry Douglas singing right now. <laughs> I can't live without your love. All right. Is the AFC, by the way, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. 112, Clove. Is the AFC a two-team race between Buffalo and Kansas City? It Now, it's not as epic as that game was in last year's playoffs. That wasn't the AFC championship game. So that suggests that it's not a two-team race, right? On the other hand, if you asked me who are the two best teams in the AFC right now, I'd say the Chiefs and the Bills in whatever order you want to put them. So, Key, let me start with you. Is the AFC a two-team race? No, I don't think it's a two-team race. I think it's probably a five-team race, but two teams are ahead of the pack, which is the Bills and the Chiefs. But then you got the Ravens that's sitting there. I'm not going to discount the Chargers because I think it's the Chargers coach. And it, it, it all factors in. And, and Staley's going to continue to get heat, especially for me, as he continue to make some decisions that are head-scratching. And then I also count in the Browns and the, and the Bengals in there. So that's like a five- to six-team race that I believe in the end you're going to see these five to six teams hovering around. So, Harry, I get <clears throat> Ravens. I, I, by the way, I say the answer is no also because I just had a feeling all offseason about Lamar this year yep. based on how he played last year with what was around him, the health of the team, his own health, now his contract status, everything, and the trajectory of his career. I still am taking the Ravens to win the Super Bowl this year. If you make me pick one team, I'll take them. So there's one. The Bengals were in the AFC Championship game. Yep. And we're in the Super Bowl. Last year came one play away from winning it. And the Chargers, for, you know, they have Justin Herbert. They, with the left tackle out, that's a lot, but maybe they could figure things out. But it's interesting. Key also brings up the Browns. And if Brissett can keep them treading water, Deshaun Watson, whatever 
you know, the implications of his coming back are outside of the scope of the gridiron. The fact is, he's going to come back. Yeah. And if their record puts it within striking distance, you now add an elite quarterback to the Browns. Are, are those the teams you think? Or are there any ones that we're missing? Do you agree with those teams? No, I agree with all those teams. And ironically, all those teams have quarterbacks, right? Um, you talk about the Baltimore Ravens, and I'm going to talk about some of their deficiencies and things that could possibly hold them back. You talk about their defense. Last time we seen them, they were actually good against the Cincinnati Bengals, but you gotta you got to think about that Dolphins game, that Bills game, how they had those letdowns in the second half, offensively and defensively. Um, when you talk about the Cincinnati Bengals early in the year, what plagued them? The offensive line, giving up 13 sacks in two games. Now, they've been decent of late, but can that group uh, play in unison and – not do what they did last year. You, they gave up nine sacks in the playoff game. Granted, they won it. I don't think they can have that makeup this year and still have the success that they had last year. So they have to continue to get better. Then you look at the Chargers. The thing that's plaguing the Chargers is health. You're talking about Rashawn Slater not being there. Uh, Joey Bosa, he's out until he can return. Keenan Allen, can he remain healthy? I actually like the Chargers because on paper, the Chargers are so damn good. They just have to go out there and do it, put it on the field. And Brandon Staley is actually a guy, and it happened last year, that can hold this team back. And I'm hoping that's not the case this year, though, Max. Mm. And and, and I forgot the Browns. The Browns. The Browns just can't lose games they're supposed to win. You're playing the New England Patriots this weekend, and like he said, don't let Dr. Z, you know, get the best of you. Because if you lose a game like this, I'm going to be squinting my eyes a little bit. Patriots just blanked it. The, the Patriots just blanked. The, the, what's impressive to me is the Belichick defense just blanked a team whose offense had looked good until then. Blanked them. Like, that's, it's not that they won. Yeah, they the won by game. a wide margin. They didn't give up a single point. The run game has been very efficient for New England like it was last year. That's one of the reasons they're having success plus that defense. So, Key. I want y'all to use that. I want, I want y'all to use that recipe now moving forward. You run the football. Yep. You play defense. And you've got a Dr. Z that can just do the things that you need him to do. Complimentary football. Complimentary football. The defense and the run game go together. A quarterback takes care of the ball. It all goes together, right? But the reason why it's so important to have a quarterback, though, is because you look at a a Patrick Mahomes and a Josh Allen. you got to be able to go toe-to-toe. If everything – if all the wheels fall off, you have to be able to go toe-to-toe with those two guys. If you don't have a quarterback to do that, you don't stand a chance. Um, have have we seen have we seen Harry in 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 and correct me I could be totally wrong because I've watched a lot of football in, in a, for a long time mm-hmm. have we seen Josh Allen or even Patrick Mahomes for that matter dominate a top defense I'm not talking about a defense that we think is good and got some but have we seen them I'm talking about one of those Baltimore Ravens, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, L.A. Ram, top-notch defenses just well, takes them to the been any of them. Well, the Bills last year wasn't It hasn't been any? The not Bills? like that. Huh? Not like the Tampa defense or the Baltimore well, know, defense from back but, in the but, day. But how, no, many team, like how many teams are constructed like that, though? Nowadays, no, right, I'm asking. I'm no, I'm asking a legit question. But the Bills last year, mind, the Bills last year was the, the top they had defense. All, yeah, the they had all three league. levels. They had the yeah. secondary. They had the front seven. They, you know, they, uh, the Bills are a good example. And and Patrick Mahomes cut them up. Still found a way. Pat Patrick Mahomes cut. So the Bills defense was the top defense in the league. But were they? Were they? Were they, were they a Super Bowl defense? I guess is the question I'm asking. I guess that's the question. We can talk about that uh, yeah. in our break. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. 
There are no defenses like the old no, Ravens no. or the old Tampa defense nope. around today. Uh, by the way, you can help people affected by Hurricane Ian. Donate at redcross.org slash ESPN to help the Red Cross prepare for, respond to, and help people recover from this disaster. Your donation enables the Red Cross to prepare for, respond, and help people and uh, it'll provide people and communities affected by this devastating fo- storm with food, shelter, relief supplies, recovery planning support, and other assistance. More KJM coming up. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Four Downs is brought to you by GEICO. Switch to GEICO today and see all the ways you could save. First down, Jets at Packers. Jets at Packers, first down. We're going to go through four downs here. The spread is Green Bay minus seven and a hook. The money line, the New York Jets plus 275. Green Bay on the money line minus 350. The over-under on this game is 45 and a hook. FPI says the Packers uh, have the chance of winning at 83.1%. Now, look, for them to be able to do this, Aaron Rodgers has got to raise up his QBR. His QBR right now is 44.6 through the first five games of the season. This is the lowest total in his entire career through the first five games. Zach Wilson, 67% completion percentage against the Miami Dolphins last week. Doesn't mean he's going to duplicate this against the Green Bay Packers. I think Green Bay wins the game. These young receivers come to the party against that young secondary in New York. Harry, how concerned are you with the Packers offense? I'm concerned, especially when you have a guy named A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, the strength of your offense right now. And I understand A-Rod is A-Rod, but A.J. Dillon cannot get, you know, six carries in the game against the Giants that he had last week. I'm pretty sure Aaron Jones needs more than 13 carries. Understand where your bread and butter is and get these two guys to football. I actually think it was the perfect game plan against my Giants. Now <laughs> you can, they can change it all they want now. What else we got? Second down. Ravens at Giants. Ravens-Giants, the spread is Baltimore minus six. The money line, Baltimore minus 275. The New York Giants plus 215. The over-under on this game is 45. And FPI says the Ravens 
65.7% chance of winning. Here's Baltimore, 2-0 on the road this season, having started 3-0 on the road since 2020 when they started 4-0. That is a plus. They go up against the Giants and Saquon Barkley. We know what Saquon Barkley can do on the ground. Can Daniel Jones, with that ankle, get a little bit better after beating up on the Green Bay Packers in London? Come to the party at the quarterback position. I'm not worried about Saquon Barkley as much as I am. Can Daniel Jones continue to show that he belongs in New York and not pushed out? So how does Giants defensive coordinator Wink Martindale factor into this game, Harry? Well, he was a defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens from 2018 to 2021. So he understands everything about that offense. He understands everything about Lamar Jackson. The flip side of that. They understand everything about him as well. The thing I'm worried about the Giants is that they just played a game over in London, and typically you have, you know, a bye week after you leave, after you come back from there. They don't, and the Baltimore Ravens didn't go over to London, so I am concerned about those things. Let me tell you what I'm concerned about in this game, all right? What I want to start to see. When the Giants traded out of, I think it was the ninth slot, right, or the tenth slot when when the Bears took Justin Fields, Mm -hmm. what was the tenth slot? When... That happened. What they essentially did is they sent Micah Parsons to Dallas. They could have grabbed Parsons. They, they decided they wanted an extra draft, first-round draft pick. I get why, because they'd done a terrible job of building the team. They needed more people. So that draft pick really, because they were going to draft a lineman, mm-hmm. no matter what, Evan Neal or someone else, they had to draft a, a, an offensive tackle. So that draft pick turns into Kayvon Thibodeau, really. Kayvon Thibodeau's going to have to start balling out because I see what Micah Parsons is doing, right? He could have been a giant. We still would have had the offensive lineman. No, no, we have him instead of Parsons. Now, that's a very high standard to live up to. He doesn't have to be Micah Parsons. But key, he's going to have to start really getting a lot of pressure on quarterbacks for the Giants to be more than just a little bit ahead of schedule by the end of the year, it seems to me. Yeah, and, and look, it's he's a young player, and I think over time he'll continue to get better. But if they still play as a unit, as a team on the defensive side of the ball, something that they've been able to do under Wink, I think they'll be okay. I, I, I like the Giants' chances of making the playoffs this year. I think that they have something cooking, and whenever you have something cooking, it, it, it's something that just continues to keep going. I don't see them falling off the cliff anytime soon. But, Key, really quick, tell people about how when you go overseas and play a game – how that, how that has an effect on people. Yeah, right. They got to come back and play oh, now. Oh, yeah. When you get back, it's, it's like anything, whether you're playing a game or you're just traveling with your family, the jet lag and the time difference and the change or have you sleeping in the middle of the day. Now, they've been back since then, so they probably are back accustomed to the time zone here in the U.S. So I don't know if that'll really play a uh, strong portion of the game, but certainly I bet you it affected their practices throughout the week. Yeah, I wonder also, like, how you could try and have to scheme up and keep up with Lamar Jackson. That's not <laughs> easy under any circumstance. But if your practice schedule is off and everything, that can't help. You think Wink is the difference in the game, Harry? You think, or are you just saying it gives the Giants a puncher's chance? It, it gives them a puncher's chance because he's been uh, within that Ravens organization and knows the, knows the offense left and right. All right, let's get to the two biggest games of the weekend. Third down, Bills at Chiefs. Well, this is a, a nice little afternoon slate on Sunday, 425 p.m. Eastern time. You got the Bills and the Chiefs to spread Buffalo minus two and a hook. 
The money line, Buffalo is minus 140 and Kansas City plus 118. The over-under on this particular game is 54 with FPI saying that the Chiefs had a 59.9% chance of winning. The Bills, fourth consecutive season starting at 4-1, and one, longest streak winning at least four of the first five games since 1990 and through 93. Went to the Super Bowl each of those seasons. But here's what I would say. Josh Allen and Buffalo, 1-3 in his career versus the Chiefs, including the playoffs, his second most losing against any team other than the New England Patriots, of course. His only win versus Kansas City was last season in Week 5. Now flip to the Chiefs side of things. The Chiefs at home. You talk about home field advantage. Get this, guys. The Chiefs have won eight straight regular season games at home. I just mentioned it. The last time they lost was against the Bills in week five. Now you want to talk about the way that they play and the style in which they play. Travis Kelsey is the leader in on this team with six touchdowns in the last three games, four versus the Raiders, as we saw last week, which is already rates as his most in any four-game span of his career. He scored a touchdown in four straight against the Bills, six total in those games against the Bills. Harry, which quarterback has the edge here, do you think? I'm going to go with Josh Allen because he has the better team um, and the better, I think, the better skill position players around him. He's facing the lesser defense, too. Yeah, the, the, the funny thing about this is that the four times these teams have played the last two years, Stephon Diggs, as much as man covers that Steve Spagnola likes to play, has not had over 77 yards in that game. And that, that's ironic. It's just crazy when I looked it up. The flip side of it, when you look at Patrick Mahomes, I know the Buffalo Bills are going to say, you know what? We're going to make him methodically work this football down the football field to try to score. Be patient. And if I'm, if I'm Steve Spagnola, I'm switching some things up defensively too. I'm making Josh Allen take checkdowns. I'm not giving him that home run play and allowing him to beat me with big plays like that. Yeah, I got to say something. Patrick Mahomes is the underdog for the, at home for the first time in his career. He's in the middle of his fifth season starting, has never been a home dog. Mm. And, you know, like the way Mike Trout came into baseball, he was the best player ever at his age, basically, or certainly one of the two or three. And then every year after that, if you looked at his age, where he ranked in history, he had one of the best seasons ever for a player that age. And if once you get to a certain age, you say, well, that's the best player ever, right? Patrick Mahomes has the kind of success that early in his career that only Tom Brady's had, right? <laughs> But Tom Brady didn't, wasn't doing what Mahomes was doing early, nope. right? Okay. The only guy who was kind of doing what Mahomes was doing early was, say, maybe someone like Dan Marino, where you're like, damn, he starts out like that. But Marino didn't have Mahomes' level of success. Yep. So far in his career, at this point in his career, he's the greatest player of all time. I'm not saying he's already the GOAT. I'm saying at this stage in his career, he has been better and greater than anyone else who's gotten to this stage of their career so far. And it's underscored by the fact that he's a home dog for the first time, and we don't even know if he's going to actually be a dog just right now for the first. That's 41 well, home games without ever being the underdog. Well, I would say this, Max. You look at that Kansas City Chiefs team, and I played against that team my last few years when I was in Tennessee, and that's when Alex Smith was the quarterback. Alex Smith uh, – leaves that team, and then Patrick Mahomes takes over, they go to the AFC Championship game. And if it wasn't for somebody jumping off sides, they go to a Super Bowl. The following year, what did they do? Is that the year I think Patrick Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns? He called touchdowns? his own – no, 50, and 50 was touchdowns first his first year then MVP. he won the Super Bowl the next year. The next year was when he calls his own a 13-step drop and throws it all the way down the yep. field to Tyreek Hill to win the Super Bowl, right? I mean, it's bananas what he's doing. So, like, yep. key, when Key points out, like – 
Josh Allen has to check a lot of boxes before he's actually comparable to Mahomes. Win an MVP, win a Super Bowl MVP, beat Mahomes. Yep. Well, he beat him in the regular season once so far. When he could counts. do it again this weekend. Regular season. I yep. mean, it, playoffs, that's when it counts. That's the dark cloud that's hanging over Josh Allen right now because AFC Championship game two years ago, Patrick Mahomes got the best of him. Yep. Division around last year, Patrick Mahomes got the last laugh. Even though Josh Allen put up a stellar performance, that's the dark cloud right now. Do you remember the cameras Allen. when they went to Josh Allen and they were all feeling good on the Buffalo sideline with 13 seconds left? And all I'm They're thinking celebrating is... Celebrating a little bit too early, buddy. <laughs> 13 seconds, guys. Calm down. All right. What else? Fourth down. Cowboys at Eagles. This is the Sunday night slate. The last game on Sunday, 8.20 p.m., Eastern time. The spread says Philadelphia minus six. The money line says Dallas plus 215. Philadelphia minus 267 on the money line with the over-under being 42. I wonder who get most of those points on the offensive side of the ball. Will it be Dallas or will it be Philadelphia? FPI Eagles say 75.3% chance of winning this football game. Here's the issues that we have going forward. Jalen Hurts won eight straight starts. The longest by an Eagles quarterback since Carson Wentz won nine straight Back in 2017, which they went to the Super Bowl, obviously. Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia, 0-2 in his career against the Dallas Cowboys. That's not a good sign for them. And then on top of that, the Dallas Cowboys have won eight straight divisional games. The longest active streak in the NFL, having won nine straight in the division since 1998-99 when they won 10 straight. But here's the key for everybody. The Cooper Rush looking to become the first quarterback to start 6-0, and Max, in his career since Patrick Mahomes in 2017-2018 would be the 11th quarterback to debut in the Super Bowl era to win each of his first six starts in the National Football League. And Michael Parsons, 19 career sacks in 21 games. That's almost a sack a game if I'm doing the math right. Okay? He got six this season. Not all he does either. Joey, Joey Bosa. 21 games, and Reggie White, the great Reggie White, the Hall of Famer Reggie White, did it in 22 games. Why'd you say Joey Bosa like that? (laughs) We got our, you know, we have our reasons. Reached 20 career sacks is a few games. Sacks become the official sack total in 1982. So, Harry, how much is riding on this game for Jalen Hurts? I think a lot because you're going against a guy in Cooper Rush. It's not like you're going up against Dak Prescott. So, number one, I don't think you can lose no, to a No, Rush guy is like, undefeated. Prescott's yeah, not undefeated. But I don't think you can lose to a guy like Cooper Rush. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that's going to sit, like, wrong in a lot of people's mind. Um, you look at their Dallas defense and how elite they are. You go out there and ball against them. A guy like Mark Jackson who calls NBA games going to be sitting at home watching <laughs> Sunday Night Football saying, Mama, there goes that man. And I'm a damn show tweeted. I can't wait to see Jalen Hurts ball out in this one. So I can tweet, Mama, there goes that man. You want to know something? I think this game is all upside for Hurts. If they lose, look, the offensive line is missing pieces. Yeah. Mylotta is a beast. Mylotta, he had a bad first game this year, but since then was trending where he was last year as maybe eventually the best tackle in the game. He's certainly up there, right? Jason Kelsey, one of the best interior linemen in the game. They were missing three starters off the offensive line. If they're, That's the worst possible problem you could have in a matchup with the Cowboys. Yes, it right? is. So if he loses, okay, we understand you can't win every game. There are circumstances. If he wins, given what I just said, it elevates him. So it's important for him 
But to me, it's all upside. And Key, you know who looks best to me in the, it, behind all this stuff with the Eagles right now? No, it's, you're going to tell me who looks best. It's Howie Roseman. Roseman takes over as GM about 10, 12 years ago, whatever, builds them up to a Super Bowl team. They win the Super Bowl, tears the whole thing down with a new quarterback and a new coach, and they're right back in the driver's seat, it seems to me, in the division. That's a hell of a was well, executive president, He's whatever you know. Right. When you're living right, great things like that happen for you. That's a hell of a job at Howie You know, man, I, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm watching highlights, Jalen Hurst running around and stuff like that. I just, I, I'm changing my thoughts. I got to change my thoughts. I'm watching him run around and do his thing. I'm like, y'all may not want to, I don't know if I want to roll with Dallas. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I might have to just roll with Philadelphia and Jalen Hurts. I mean, just look right. You, you know might the, as well. You had his jersey on the other day. You supporting yeah, but him, I'm, representing but, but, him. But representing him and supporting him. Yeah. But when I start seeing everything else, I'm like, even though they booed Santa Claus, I, I may I, know what the key is. To we're gonna me? pick it. Key? We're gonna pick it. Go. We're gonna pick it, and then I'll I'll figure it out. Know what the key is to me that they did really to put him over the top was AJ Brown. A.J. 100%. Brown's presence on the field. When looking at this dude, how did they let him walk out the door? A.J. Brown, big, strong, fat. Like he, that, when you say, what does a number one receiver look like? To me, that's it. And that, and I know Devontae Smith and everything, but the presence of A.J. Brown makes you think of that whole team differently. But let me tell you why it's important. Yeah, though, Max. I, I don't know why Tennessee they, allowed him they, to walk out. They're that crazy. Make a whole lot there of were sense. times that I would watch their games last year, and Jalen Hurts would try to throw jump balls to the guys that he did have. Yeah. And they had a lot of small body type uh, wide receivers. Now you have a guy in AJ Brown. We call it hundred hundred balls. You can just throw it to him, no matter where the ball is. They're gonna catch it. If a guy's draped on his body, he's strong enough to get it, and he's fast enough to take it to the to the crib. So I know what a number one receiver looks like. <laughs> I mean, Jalen Hurts. We'll try to get in the zone. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. And we are joined now by our friend Rob Ninkovich, ESPN NFL analyst. Morning, Rob. What up, guys? How we doing? Nink, we we were just talking. What's happening, sir? We were just talking about, you know, what the Cowboys need to do to – beat the Eagles in Philly on Sunday night. What do they What do they need to do? They need to run the ball. That's what they need to do. They need to control time of possession, take care of the football. If you look at just generally the, 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 the last four games that they've played well in, they've been able to control time of possession, run the football, take care of the football, no interceptions. So I think Cooper Rush has done a terrific job of protecting the football. That's just like any anything in the NFL is all about turnovers. So if you can create turnovers defensively and protect the football offensively, it gives you such a higher percentage chance of winning the football game. I think it's going to come down to, honestly, who can run the football successfully. If the Cowboys have over 100 yards on the ground and take care of the ball, that's their recipe for winning this football game. Nico, if you – or the Dallas Cowboys, and, and you're sitting there, and Cooper Rush just went into Philadelphia and beat Philadelphia, and Dak Prescott's ready to go against the Lions, but Cooper Rush is 6-0 and as a starter, and I'm stirring the pot for controversy right now, clearly. What do you do with Dak Prescott? Do you hold him off? Do you bring him back? Do you say sit tight because you don't want to mess up what little bit of chemistry you got going? But I think you got to look at yourself in the mirror and ask, 
was I a better football player and was I playing good in week one and week two when Dak was our quarterback or did I step up my own per- personal performances across the board and help this team become a better football team? Because I think that after Dak went down, everyone else stepped up. And if they can continue to step up and play the, the way that they, they have been playing and you put Dak back in the game, I think they're a better football team. I mean, Dak, if you just look at sure athleticism, arm strength, everything that Dak brings to the table, it makes the Cowboys a better football team. I mean, there's a reason why Cooper Rush was a backup, and he is a backup. So when, when Dak is ready to go and his thumb is good, you put him back in the football game. You know, there's 126 million reasons why you paid him the money that you paid him. He's going to be your starting quarterback. Whenever he's healthy, he's going to get back into the roster and the lineup. But everyone else that's on this football team, they need to make sure that they play up to the same level that they had been playing when Cooper Rush was the quarterback. Rob, we had a very, very exciting Thursday night football game last night. That's two weeks in a row now. I'm pretty sure you watched it. But I want to ask you mm. about Justin Fields. What do you think? No, I didn't. I fell asleep. <laughs> hey, we, don't, we don't blame you at all either. We, we wouldn't blame you. What do you think the ceiling is for Justin Fields? Man, it's so tough. I think they put him in a bad spot considering he's attempted the least amount of throws and he gets hit the most in the NFL. I mean, that's just bad. Every, every single time he dropped back to throw, he hit the turf. And not only did he hit the turf, he was hurting. He was in pain. And, you know, I think I, I turned it off in like the end of the third quarter. I went to bed. I was too tired. I couldn't watch bad football. So, uh, you know, I, I just before the half, he took a couple big shots. The touchdown throw where he threw a beautiful ball for a touchdown, he took a big shot. So they need to protect him. They need to put him in the right positions. I don't think that the offensive scheme fits his skill set. You know, if you were to put him, say, with the Ravens or a team that utilizes the quarterback's athleticism, that would be a far better situation than in Chicago where, you know, they're in the red zone looking to score goal to go and they're trying to throw it through the offensive line. Use some misdirection. Use some gadgets. Use some dash pass, some roll pass, something where your quarterback is on the move, and let him use his athletic, uh, athletic skill. And yet, Nick. Rob, what should go they, ahead. Go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. Rob, what should they do this offseason, so to speak, because I'm assuming they're going to have a very active and busy offseason based on the way they played last night, to maximize mm. – the quarterback position what should they do well I think they got to protect them number number one so you know whatever they need to do to figure out as far as bringing in a free agent you know some some type of guy in the offensive line that can lead and and really bring people together maybe it's the coaching in the offensive line room but you can't win if your quarterback is on the ground like you just can't do it so you have to protect the quarterback number one and on top of that, you got to have some type of dynamic play-calling ability. You just can't be stagnant in this league. If you look around the NFL, the best teams have the best play callers. You know, you, you look at Buffalo. You look at the Giants. they got a great play caller at head coach now. He's brought in some different pieces. So that whole scheme and, and team looks different. You know, what have the Rams done since they brought in a new head coach with an offensive mind? Look at Miami, the different types of plays that they have, you know, created this season with skill players and creative mind thinking. So 
I think they're going to have to do something because I know the Chicago Bears fan base, they're sick of watching bad football. That is Rob Ninkovich, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate you, Rob. All right, guys. Have a great Friday. Yes, likewise. Mm-hmm. Guys, the, after everything Ninko said, it's all true. And yet I'll remind people again, Justin Fields put the ball in the receiver's hands twice, in both their hands twice it right here, at the very end of the game to win. And had, had either pass been held on to and, and they scored and not bobbled, the Bears would be 500 after six weeks without a team. He's got something. Coming up, more KJM. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.